Y'all boys graduated from Hogwarts yet? I'm yeah. taking my time. Taking I'm my at time. like a level. I feel like I'm at like a level 29. I think I've got like four more like main quests before I'm done with it. Like I've got to do like the last trial or whatever. So like I'm literally like I've stopped doing main quests and I'm just trying to like bang out side quests, get different beasts, stuff like so that. So there's a point where you get another mount. And I think that yeah, after the you get horn. the mount, yeah, I think after you get that, if you stop right then, then you'll be able to do all content except for the main story. Like, but everything else will be unlocked because the grab horn's legitimately not even there if you like go there right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that because I still run into level three locks. You know what I'm saying? I can't win Gaudium. You know, love you so open that bitch. Well, that's because go you gotta find the crystal balls. You gotta, Homura. Find, you gotta find oh, all, all the crystal, crystal balls. Y'all, y'all both found all the crystal balls. I, I yeah, I found enough two. to get. I got. I'm still looking for him. Level three. I told that guy go fuck himself. You just go ahead and be scared walking around. <laughs> There's like, some I'm not good shit. That bullshit. For real though. Oh, I'm sure there is, but like I've got enough shit to make my guy look dope. So like I'm not worried about it. Hey, that's all that matters. Well, welcome back to the Pro Football Pod. This is episode 29. We're going over the Broncos and the Rams outlook. We're going to talk about the news. Let's get into it, boys. The pro Hogwarts pod. The pro Hogwarts. <laughs> Very much. Pro Quidditch uh, pod. Here we go. That, that's yeah, we it. need that. I feel like the first thing I want to talk about is Kenny Galladay and how this man just robbed the Giants of so much money. Like, so much money. What he do? He well, made recent... $36 million for one touchdown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. I'm about to say, I thought they resigned or something. Like, that was an expensive touchdown. No, they re- they released him. So he's gone. Yeah, Kenny Galladay, gone. That's smart. God, I mean, you eat the money, up? but he's he seemed like a straight-up cancer in that locker room. Yeah, I mean, what sucks is that he had so much potential. Coming out as a rookie, I absolutely loved Kenny Galladay. Every time he played with the Lions, he looked like he was hungry. He wanted the bag, though, and he went to a team that could afford it. Uh, that's the thing. Is he just old and decrepit, you know? Like, can he no, go somewhere else and be a great receiver? Absolutely, bro. If he, But, like, who's going to fucking trust him at this point is the issue he's going to run into. I think it's a lot of, like, the Michael Thomas thing. The way he treated the Saints organization, like what organization would ever take a real flyer on him and pay him a bunch of money because Just of the, the talent that he showed aspect. one time? Yeah, Kenny Galladay I mean, both didn't those really receivers show injury aspects. Well, yeah. his main thing this year was effort. Like so many clips, like him just half-assing blocks on the weak side, or mm-hmm. literally half-assing routes and stuff, and. I don't get it. Like, at first you think, oh, he's just pissed off because he got there and realized Daniel Jones sucks. But, I mean, Daniel Jones made Isaiah Hodgkins, like, a viable fantasy wide receiver this year. So, Kenny Galladay absolutely could have got production. It's just, it was an effort thing for me. And, like, if I was a team, I wouldn't touch him. I'd be like, no, it's fine. If you if you were a baby all last season about your bullshit going on, I don't need to deal with it. And would be mad if the Dolphins picked him up? Would I be mad? Yeah, like I mean, on one aspect, they do need like a jump ball specialist, like a bigger bodied wide receiver. But on the other aspect, I don't want him on the Dolphins because I don't think he would fit the culture that's being built there. Now, there's other players. I would rather have Robert Woods. 
Bobby Trees. I was about to say it, man. I would much rather have him. He just got released. He is an absolute team player. He's just been playing for the Titans, who have nobody at quarterback. Like, the dude is He was also he's hurt hungry. a lot last season, too. Which he always got hurt. He only had one year where he played an entire year. It was always him and Cooper Cup together. And that's where the first person that said anything was Cooper Cup. Was like, yo, come on home, man. We, we miss that you over be, here. I wouldn't be, be shocked if he did. It'd be a solid third receiver for y'all, but I think you get need someone a little bit bigger. Just the body. Yeah, I, I don't really think that we need Bobby Trees. Maybe but Jacoby the type Myers. Of, the type of player I, I'm he even is, looking at him. If he took a, a lower, um, like, veteran deal and, like, didn't really, like, he's not asking for a bunch of money. He's trying to go and make a, a roster better. Yeah. I think that he could make our wide receiver room awesome. Him and Tyreek Hill, two veterans, just, like, I think that that in and of itself is valuable. I mean, if we're comparing it to what Cedric Wilson produced last year, absolutely give me Bobby Trees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Cedric didn't do shit for y'all. No. And he, he like, barely Compared to what he did to the Cowboys? And the other uh, rookie, Eric E., didn't even fucking, like, start one game, I think. Maybe two that he, like, started all season. So, yeah, there's definitely some help needed there. So you guys can sign Bobby Trees, but can the Cowboys sign Bobby Wagner? He just got released as well, so and we just need a solid linebacker like that. Honestly, so to the fence. Because I mean, I they moved the move Parsons so to like what, the end. So, what do you guys think of what Bobby's like Wagner's production was last year? I feel like he actually had yeah. a solid season with the Rams. Like it was terrific. I mean, if you go by like PFF stats for you know those out there that listen to us that just go by all of those stats like they're gold. He was still one of the top like linebackers in the league last year. I mean, he was still producing. And you got to think, too, that Rams team last year, that offense was just abysmal. So how much time that defense spent on the field also kind of probably helped his stats. But you got to look at his veteran age and everything like that. It's like he probably wasn't expecting to be on the field that much. So, I mean, I think he's looking for a team with a solid offense that can stay on the field, matriculate drives give the defense solid rest, probably a defense too, where he doesn't need to be on the field, you know, three, four downs on drives. He can play the two downs, be the run stopper. Like for the Dolphins getting Vic Fangio, I mean, yes, we're Dolphins fans, but they're one of their top needs this year is linebacker. You get one of the best linebackers in the uh, the past decade under Vic Fangio in that defense. He's not going to have to play all three downs. He's going to be able to do enough for your team and for any team, even the Cowboys. I think he'd be great for Micah Parsons and the younger guys on that defense. Honestly, even uh, Vance Joseph and over in Denver, uh, New DC, I think that they have a need of that middle spot as well. I mean, a lot of. Oh, yeah, especially with letting go uh, Chubb. Well, so the, he's defensive end, uh, but yeah, that's oh, okay. a big part. They let him go because I guess they have some younger guy that looks like he's going to be the next Bradley Chubb for them. Aaron Browning. Uh, thank you. Yeah. And he's a so, linebacker, right? Baron Browning's an outside linebacker. He played the same position Chubb did. In a 3-4, he's an outside linebacker. Okay, yeah. And Chubb plays linebacker for you guys, right? Yeah, he plays outside linebacker, D-end. Like, it's Drop just, down. which, I mean, last year, but I see Fangio doing the same stuff this year where, 
you know, guys are moving all around in positions. You're going to see Phillips and Chubb. They're going to have half the plays where they're standing up. The other half, their hands in the dirt. Like, it's just going to get mixed up. But just in that style of 3-4, he's an edge rusher. You guys remember the uh, satellite defense, I think it was called, where like everybody on the defense is just standing up and hovering around, kind of walking? No. You don't remember seeing that? No. Shit. Was it like a high school, high school, college defense or something? It was like, yeah, like college or something. It's like the equivalent of if you're playing Madden and you put every single lineman on QB spy and you (laughs) drop every linebacker back in coverage. So nobody's rushing. They're literally all just standing there. Yo, how about Marcus Mariota getting released? What the fuck? I mean, they they uh, said on their quarterback Ritter. Yeah, you kind of saw that draft someone else. They benched Mariota for Ritter, so I mean, they're gonna ride Ritter again. And this next quarterback well, Mariota class could be a solid backup. So, but this next quarterback class coming out is so good. I legit, we're going to see a lot of young guys start this season because teams are going to want to see what they have and be willing to lose those games just to get one of those quarterbacks. There's there's four or five potential first-round quarterbacks in this next draft next year. Where it's like, why put this like stopgap quarterback in? And I know that he's not going to get me all the way there, but maybe he'll get half of my games won that this rookie would lose for me. Well, if the rookie's going to lose games because he's not the next Joe Burrow or the Patrick, then fuck him. Like, the next class looks so good. This class looks decent because of, like, the three athletes up at near the top. This class very top-heavy. Yeah. Pantyhill is still staying put in Tennessee. What do you guys think of that? Do you think it should probably pick someone up? Or do you think they're sticking with Willis as his backup? I think that they, them doing what they're doing is because they can't. Once Derrick Henry is no longer their running back, unless they can replace him, they need a whole new identity of a team. So, like, they need to stopgap and go for another playoff push because they know if they can just get to the playoffs healthy that they can play good, hard-nosed football and win games. So it, it sucks the position that they're, they've been putting themselves in by winning so many games and making the playoffs without a good quarterback by going off of the run game, especially because... Hilliard is solid, and this other uh, guy that they picked up last year from Michigan, um, when when did they get him? Like third round? Yeah, third round. Dwayne Haskins. No. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> it's uh, Haskins. <laughs> it's Haskins, not the it's same It's Haskins. One. Hassan Haskins. I know his last name. Hassan Haskins. Yeah. Well, that's where with Tanny, I think it's more along the lines of a few things. Like, number one, money-wise and talent-wise. Like, you're not going to upgrade that much at the position unless you're getting Aaron Rodgers. And they're not going to trade what they need to to get Aaron Rodgers. You're not going to bring in Derek Carr because he's not that much of an upgrade over Tannehill. You're not bringing in Jimmy Jimmy G because he's not an upgrade over Tannehill. Yeah, he's a game manager. Boys do know that uh, Aaron Rodgers does has a ha- has a house in in Knoxville, Tennessee. Is it? Yeah, I mean it's well, that's probably he goes and does ay- ayahuasca in the desert, and I mean he also goes and stays in dark I'm rooms, saying, like in the mountains. He's a millionaire, like, man. He's probably got houses everywhere. You know this this it's you know it's a possibility. Now I do think that something that Tennessee could do is bringing in somebody to make that running game even more just difficult for people to deal with 
Lenny is looking to be a free agent at this point, bringing in a player like that that's very touchdown dependent in fantasy because that's what he does. And now Derrick Henry can be used but doesn't have to be abused as much. It's allocating a lot of money towards the running back position, but Lenny's probably looking for a ring. At this point, bringing in someone like Aaron and bringing in someone like Lenny Leonard Fournette at the same time, like that could make that team into this force to be dealt with. I like that. I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at that. Free agent Lenny. Now, like you said, that's a lot of money allocated to your running back. I don't know how much money Leonard Fournette would command, but he's definitely my he's either gonna want a contender or a run first offense. I think he would be dope in Baltimore. JK Dobbins like is is so much ingrained into their future though. But you've got Dobbins <laughs> with health concerns. You've got Gus Edwards with health health concerns. The rest of their stable of backfield can't stay healthy either. I mean, to me it's like you drop Leonard Fournette in there and you've got three quality you, running backs that you can run through. And you already know they have a great run scheme as it is. So I I don't know if it fit perfectly into that system. It, it feels to me like the curse of Ray Rice that uh, every time they have this really solid stable of like four, oh my God, running backs, like two of them get hurt like day three of training camp. So I don't know. Before the season. <laughs> like shit, before the season even starts. So maybe that's not the right call, right? Maybe they just stick with J.K. Dobbins and they're just like, we're going to ride this guy till he dies. Maybe that's how you get over the curse of Ray Rice. I don't know. Is Lamar still up in the air? Nobody Nothing's knows because he doesn't have an agent. So like these media reports and stuff coming out is just people fabricating stuff at this point because there they, was they're something not getting said. the information from the outside like they do with most players. Apparently the NFL PA is like making sure to have a representative during uh, negotiations like as another person so that it's not just him talking to these people with nobody in his ear but if if we're being real lamar's probably not listening to that dude because he thinks he's paid by the nfl to just try to get him to do a not all guaranteed contract i think that his biggest issue is deshaun watson man if he would just stop looking at what deshaun got and just take a really solid contract he could already have well, made 40 million dollars like he could have already got done and it. allegations with it like that's yeah, wild. but th- that's because Deshaun throws the ball really, 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 really well whenever he was in Houston. We'll see what that looks like now. I think the biggest thing is it's obvious that Rodgers and Green Bay are done. Oh, Jordan yeah. Love is the starter based off of what Green Bay said in like a, a press release this week that like they're okay with trading Rodgers or, or just not being with Rodgers at all. So I, I don't know. I don't see Jordan Love as a starter at this point. I think that maybe they're going to do exactly like Justin was saying earlier. Throw this guy in, and if they lose a bunch of games, then next year they get to get their fucking dude. Well, they've also got like his uh, fifth-year option that they're going to have to look at, too. Because yeah. you, you need to see him play for a season. Because if his contract's coming up, you absolutely need to see what you got. And yeah, I mean... You might as well do it this year. Get rid of Rodgers. Get the extra draft picks. Try to build around this younger guy. If it doesn't work, you got somebody next year. Yep. How convenient they announced it just as Aaron Rodgers came from the dock. 
<laughs> coming well, back I, into the lake. Well, that's where, like, I mean, if it's reported, like, the reporting's true to where they're not really in much conversation, like, between the front office and Aaron Rodgers, and he's just dragging this. I mean, they did it with Favre. Like, they've seen it before, and they're, I, I wouldn't want to do it again. Like, just, okay, we've got a guy in the stable ready to go. You were in the stable ready to go, and we drug that on for an extra three years. So... We're just going to go ahead and, you know, see what we got. Is Jay Love time in the tundra? Easy, easy how you talk on that Favre name, man. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're trying to come after you. No allegations around here. Allegedly. Hey, I didn't, I didn't Alleg- say Allegedly. anything negative. <laughs> Nothing about any penis shots being sent to any intern. Shut Allegedly. Up. Allegedly. You know, that, Allegedly. That was proven true. That is no Allegedly. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's move on to Leslie Frazier has taken a year off uh, Bills DC. He was just so frustrated with the offense this year that he was like, fuck that shit. Let's let him get one more year. Then Josh Allen will be gone. We'll do a whole new rebuild on the defense, and we'll be okay. That's just weird to me, honestly. Like It is. This is supposed to be their year. What are you giving up? Yeah, exactly. For the last three years, this is supposed to be their year. So I think that that's part of it, like this anticipation of like being on the cusp, but you're just in this organization that's never been great. So it's like, how can we be great? So what are they going to do to replace them? They're going to bring someone in for a year. Is it? I'm pretty sure. Tag them? Um, like, their their head coach is pretty defensive minded. So like this is probably he he was probably more of um, an assistant in that way anyways like in the way that mike mike uh, mccarthy is uh, i'm sorry mike mcdaniels is the offensive coordinator like whoever our offensive coordinator is there to to fucking pat his ass and say good job but like he's the one out there running the offense that's obvious so i think how it's kind of the, the play- same with Sean how do you think the players feel about that though like this coach is just going to take a year off and then come back next year to coach us like you think the players are going to have much respect for him after doing that i mean i don't think like, it's you just necessarily- gave up on this coach I don't think it's necessarily he comes back to coach for them anyway. Yeah. Like I think okay. he's just taking okay. a year off for them game and then he'll reassess and come back. And I mean, it's, you know, also as his player though, if my coach was telling me, you know, love you guys, but we've had three deep playoff runs. I've got family. I'm wanting to spend some time with, I'm not getting any younger. Like you got to respect it. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that from the player's perspective, like the coaches are there to, to be the coaches the players are there to be the players but like life still moves on man this is this is what we do for a living but this can't last forever humans. not for everyone yeah no yeah i just thought like taking a year off man he was gonna be coming back that would be weird to me you gotta go somewhere else like to expect to come back like that wouldn't yeah. be now at the same time if sean's like yo uh we want you to come back leslie next year i'm sure that he would he's obviously got ties with the organization he's been there with for a while I mean, they, it would have been awesome, though, if they got, like, just a little more of a heads up because then they could have snatched up Sean Desai before he went to Philly. Like, Philly's coordinators left, and they literally just reloaded, and I don't think they're going to see any drop-off next year. That Like, Where's they just from? promoted their quarterback's coach, Brian Johnson, into the OC role. Used to be quarterback at Utah. He was on the PlayStation 3 version of NCAA 14. Nice. So he's, you know, he's, a video, he's a video game star. And then Sean Desai was um, the Dolphins' second choice behind Vance, jo- or not Vance, but Vic Fangio, because he 
worked and worked under Vic Fangio. So like he has the same style of defense, the same style that you saw Philly running last year. Like, I don't think you're going to see much of a transition as far as what you see out of him coming out next year, other than, you know, a little more flavor and stuff like that. But I think that was a great hire for them. Cause I mean, it, like I said, he was one of the top up and coming DC candidates. He'll probably, you know, be a head coach in the next three to four years. If, if Philly makes another run like they did last year, he'll probably be a head coach next year. If we're being real, Where, like, where's, did you say where he's from? Like where he coached before this? Seattle. Seattle as a DC. Yeah. Gotcha. Which Seattle's defense last year was all those young well, fucking guys. I believe he was their DC. If he wasn't, he was like their, you know, passing game coordinator, defensive backs coach, something like that. Gotcha. Yo, uh, Darren Payne got franchise tag. I don't know if you know who Darren Payne is, but. Dur- I don't know Payne. Darren Payne. I know Deron Payne. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Deron Payne. Darren Payne. Same if you walked up to him and said, what up, Darren? He'd all right, say, who all right, the fuck all right, you're right. You're right. You're right. I just can't read. I'll let him know that, all right? Well, if you walked up, <laughs> up to a guy like Deron Payne, you'd probably call him Deron Payne. You know what I'm saying? Like, to his face, he no, probably looks like a Deron, not a – there you go. Mr. Payne. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir, Mr. Payne. Yes, sir, Mr. Payne. All right, y'all. We're going to take a quick break. We'll see you on a quick 30 seconds. All right, y'all. Welcome back. We're about to break down the Broncos. What you got for us, Justin? How are the right. Broncos fitting? The Denver Broncos. Let's ride. So <laughs> you just cursed them all over again, man. Fuck. You've got. They're to, done right? now. The, anytime you now. mention the Broncos, it's always followed by a "Let's ride." Yeah. Like, how, how about Sean Payton saying to Russell Wilson's team, "Get the fuck out of here"? I loved it. How about that. Yeah, that was great. I, this, yeah, I would have done it too. I mean, that's you saw it was an issue last year. Nobody's going to be in this organization that's not a part of this organization. Basically, how he put it. Yeah, I mean, Belichick did the same shit with Tom Brady's trainer and stuff. Like, if you're not in here, I don't want you fucking up what I am teaching them. It's good. I mean, it's Sean Payton, bro. He knows best. Well, they're not just talking to Russ, too. The whole thing with Tom Brady is that they were also going and fucking over with Gronk and telling Gronk not to do the diet that the team was telling him to do. And, like, they're like, yo, what the fuck? We pay all this money, do all this shit for you, and you're telling us, nah, TV12's got me hooked up, man. They already they already told me what to do. I'm going to just do that, what they said. <laughs> you just brought up a good point. I'm sorry, Justin, to hold you off, but is Gronk going to be in to – is he going to be an, an announcer – Cause I can see him doing like <laughs> games with Tom. He just That'd does like the pregame shit and like postgame stuff on like Fox. He does, and doesn't he? Like I can't see him in the booth. Like he doesn't seem like because in the booth, like you've got to have somebody that's like knowledgeable. Not to say Gronk isn't knowledgeable, because he, you know, just r- rumored out there to have one of the higher football IQs that people have seen. However, he comes off like a caveman. So, like, you can't have that in the booth. It's great for the shows, but you just can't have that listening to that for three and a half hours. I think what he needs is just a little bit of time at, like, the broadcast school. Like, Greg Olson did, like, some time with it, and it obviously made a big difference. Just a little bit of time, because they have all the football acumen down pat. 
Like they're super knowledgeable guys. They're tight ends. My biggest pickup line is saying that my hands are bigger than Rob Gronkowski's. <laughs> there you go. I'm I'm sold. That's great. <laughs> Put me in your bed right now, sir. <laughs> All right. So back to business here. The Denver Broncos. They finished 2022 with a five and 12 record. Coming into this season with about mid-tier cap space, $13.3 million. These can always fluctuate and change with restructures and, uh, you know, cap casualties, things like that. So, But right now, they're working with 13.3. Some of their key free agents that they lost just this year are, are set to lose. Uh, offensive guard Dalton Reisner, offensive tackle Billy Turner, and almost all of their running backs, Marlon Mack, Latavius Murray, Mike Boone, Chase Edmonds is a potential cap casualty because he can save them $6 million if cut. I don't know if they will simply because they did trade assets for him last year. And he's worth the $6 million if we're well, being real. And he what he did two the years ago. Trade. Yeah. What he did two years ago, though, with Arizona, like he's worth $6 million a year. He obviously didn't fit the Dolphin system last year. And like that's okay, but he's a solid ass player, thousand yard receiver or running. Especially if you're losing all those other running backs. Could you see? Could you see this team picking up Bijan, based off of them dropping so many running backs? Like, are they either going to pick up Leonard Fournette or like someone in the draft? They spend a second overall, Ah. uh, second round pick, like last year, the year before on Javante Williams, and he's going to be he he's the number one running back, I think. Like in the league this year, if he stays healthy for all uh, 17 games, he's going to have the most yards, touchdowns. Like he is absolutely the best running back. So there's no way that they spend that early of a pick on on a guy like Bijan. Uh, honestly, the team we're going to talk about next, the Rams, I could think could be the exact opposite. Uh, but we'll go into that when we talk about them. Well, the sad thing is, is neither team picks early enough to get him. Um. Graham you think Glasgow, he goes in the first? You think he goes uh, first? First, early second, but I think he goes in the first for sure. If Najee Harris went in the first, Bijan's going in the first. Um, Graham Glasgow, uh, their offensive guard, he is the uh, the top potential cut because he'll save $11 million versus the books. And you've also got KJ Hamler. Now, he'll only save one point five. His main thing is he just can't stay on the field and stay effective. Graham Glasgow means that they're losing both of their starting guards, though. So now they have to fill those positions. I mean, eleven million's not a ton for a guard. I don't know how he did last year, like compared to all the other guards in the league. But if he's playing at at least a, a capable level, eleven million's not that much. I mean, I that's where I think he's one that they tried to maybe restructure. That's a and good call. keep him in house just because that would be the smarter move, in my opinion. Um, their top needs going into the offseason, offensive tackle, edge, linebacker, cornerback, and defensive tackle. Um, as far as draft pick goes, their own uh, first-round draft pick that they traded away for Russ, that would be number five overall this year if they would have kept that beast. And they acquired they Miami's... Up. Yeah. They acquired Miami's first-round pick and ended up trading that to the Saints for Sean Payton. Did you talk about them acquiring? Uh, so they have Chase Edmonds, right? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. They, right have, now. they haven't re-signed him yet, though. Like that's what no, they have for. him for one for because the Dolphins did a two-year 
uh, $12 million deal for Chase Edmonds, and he only has half of that done. So he's got half another the, year, yeah. $6 million. So, yeah, we were just talking about running backs for them. Yeah, they're set. That's why they let all those running backs go. They have Chase Edmonds. He's the perfect and, running back. And Javante Williams. Especially for Sean Payton's scheme. Like, a receiving well, back is what Sean Payton loves. And Javante Williams. Don't, don't no, yeah, forget. obviously. Yeah, yeah. No, Javante Williams is a receiving back, though. He can do both. Yes. We he, uh, he, like I said, he's going to be the best in the in the league. He could go 1,000 a 1,000 if, if Russ is actually able to, like, run a capable offense it's going to be impressive i think the fact that they need offensive tackle and that they're possibly going to be losing out on guards is a big issue though 13 million total i don't know aj hamler is interesting because he's a really fast receiver hasn't done much for them but like he's really injury prone like haven't seen him finish a full that's the problem he can't stay on the field like yeah. you're just allocating money to a guy who's just going to be in your training table all year. Some players just are built that way. They just, you know, they got hurt when they were younger and you know, it's nice fight through when, whenever you don't need wide receivers and tight ends and running backs and quarterbacks, but whenever you don't have offensive tackles and guards and you don't have edge rushers and defensive tackles, that seems like a whole bunch of holes on a team that's not going to win a bunch of games. Like, they need to get young players in here to fill these holes right now. And they don't have the best draft position to do so. I don't know how the Broncos are going to be sick next year unless Sean Payton is legitimately able to turn uh, two-thirds, fourth, fifth, sixth, and a seventh-round pick into superstars. Like, I mean, they have... Those they, are scary they have holes. one of the best defenses, though, in in the league. They had like, a, it was a solid by far defense one of last the best year, defenses. but they, they lost Bradley Chubb. And again, this this Adam guy is going to be the next Bradley Chubb. I I, I hear it. Yeah, but, the, but their man. defense didn't even take a step down. It went up. It went above and beyond whenever they got rid of Bradley Chubb. Like they just they didn't even miss a beat. So like, if Russ can get his head out of his fucking ass, they might be able to do something. And Sean Payton's there, so that's like See, having it's a go. Not- the the good thing about this draft though is yes they don't pick until the third round, but them still having four picks in the top one fifty somehow, yeah, yeah, still can work out in their favor. Because I mean in the third round you're looking at I mean they need linebacker they can look at Dane uh, Dayon Henley, they can look at uh, Gervon Dexter or Derek Call for their defensive line. They've, you've got Joe Tipman and Luke uh, Weipler here for your interior offensive line. They're losing guards. I mean, and then you've got uh, Kai Blue Kelly, who I personally love as a sleeper corner, and th- that'll fill a cornerback need for them there. So, I mean, there's guys there in the third round that will still make differences for their team. But the main problem that, like you said, Sean Payton's got to come in and be fucking Sean Payton because you don't have the cap space to bring in anybody major. Like, you're going to nope. have the spots to bring in, you know, maybe a few solid vets that want to buy into Sean's And then your draft class. Some guys like... that simply want to play for Sean, but you you don't have that capital to bring in, like, game changers. Why do you think Sean retired or took the year off or whatever? Uh, like, why do you think them. he was done with the Saints? He didn't want to rebuild with the Saints. He had already rebuilt them from the ground up, essentially, with Drew Brees. And he wasn't trying to do that with, you know, rookie. And he was another one like Leslie. He wanted to take a year off with his family and, 
you know, chill out and stuff like that. And then he just felt like his time in New Orleans was done. Yeah, I mean, but I, I feel like the Saints were just a quarterback away, realistically. Yeah, like from the outside looking in, we're though, swapping I, around with four quarterbacks. They've dealt with zero cap space for like three or four seasons. They're literally having to finagle the cap every single year just to get in range like of what is legal to start the season with. To where, like, yeah, you're not wanting to put up with that as a head coach and be like, okay, well, how can I build my team? Well, actually, you can't. So here's the guys you can have. Like, you're not trying to have that. You're trying to go to this team that just got purchased by one of the wealthiest families in America that is willing to throw the checkbook at people, and he's set for a six-year deal to where he can do what he wants to with this roster. Why like go GM? with Russ. Why go GM in Oakland whenever you could go GM for the Boston fucking Red Sox? You know what I'm saying? Like, why go hey, and stay Bean, with a team? Uh-uh, Billy Bean stayed in Oakland. Well, that's because of his that? daughter. That's yeah, that's only because no, of his daughter. Uh, no, but uh, why would you? Why would you? For family. So I think that it was a fucking solid move. I think that he totally fucked over his organization by basically requiring a first-round pick to be able to get him in the first place, though. He's going to have to semi-rebuild. At least he has Russ, so he must be convinced that he can make Russ a superstar, which I think if anybody can, this guy took a guy that had a shoulder issue and made him a Hall of Famer overnight. Like, nobody wanted to touch Drew Brees. The Dolphins failed him and didn't even sign him. I think Russ will be, or Sean Payton will be coach of the year next year if Russ can just finish the year top 15 statistically we know like he can. just solely based on rush russ not the team production yeah, russ. yeah. i mean this is production daniel jones won the coach of the year award for brian dable this year straight up straight up russ didn't Yo, who, have as bad of a career as daniel jones though who was their tight end that was popping off because it wasn't albert o it was someone else oh that yeah the dude with the curly hair dooch dolchik dolchik greg dolchik Greg Dolchik, he was popping off, man. He made Alberto invisible, Casper. Yeah, and now the, Alberto's young, and they, they've got him for another couple of years, so he could end up being the pop-off this year that everyone was waiting for it's last gonna year. It's going to be really hard not to like start comparing like the good Saints teams to like the people on the roster because Russ, he kind of trans translates – to Drew Brees' game quite a bit, you know, Very much. aside from the scrambling. You mentioned Chase Edmonds, Pierre Thomas, fucking dominated. So Albert O, like, yeah. you, it's going to be really hard because his body size, Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Like, Very much. Very body big. Size, yeah, like, yeah. I think it, Sean Payton's going in there looking at him like, ah, okay, I, th I think I know a couple things I can do with you here. Do you know how to dunk the ball over the goalpost? <laughs> he can. Good. Basically, do that. Judy. Just catch it instead. Cortland Sutton. They've got solid players at other positions. That's what I was saying. Is like whenever you look at their needs, though, it's just some holes that you don't want to see not being filled. Defensive it's tackle, big boys. edge, it's linebacker, offensive lineman. Like the the game is one in the trenches. It's not one with these flashy receivers. Like me, yeah, but if that's all that you need, that's not bad. That's if that's all you, you need and that that's what you have to buy in on, yeah. You just you got to go you bring someone in. cap space, you build the trenches, and then you go into the draft and you build the rest of your roster. Yeah, like the dude from the Chiefs, left tackle. You bring him in. 
Solid. So, Colby, what you got for us for the Rams? Well, the Rams are in a, a, a bit of a different situation. So their cap space is uh, minus $14 million. They ex- hey, don't exactly yo. have... Yeah, they're, they're under the cap right now, which yeah, I think that that's... some kings. That's where they live. Their record last year was 5-12. and 12, So not exactly what you've been expecting to see from Sean McVay as of recent uh, I years. thought he was a genius. He is a genius. But whenever... I mean, they lost 12? that quarterback... Everyone yeah, figured out his genius. And now, we already talked about. Bowl, come on now. Well, that's the that. Super Bowl hangover. That's what happens every time. You he won a Super Bowl. The entire season? <laughs> no, but like you lost a bunch of players that you couldn't, you know, they did really well for you last year. So then they get paid by someone else to not do as well. But they they are losing uh, quite a bit this year off of uh, the free agency. They already released Bobby Wagner. We already talked about how valuable he is and how much he can do for a defense. Baker Mayfield's a free agent. Um, Matt Gay, their kicker. They've got a couple defensive tackles, defensive ends, safeties, corners. Like, they're losing some players in key positions. Ramsey's potentially getting traded away. Um, I I think you kind of have to with that cap Yeah, that's a big topic right there. Yeah. That's a big topic, though. Where you boys think he's going to go? Where do you think the best landing spot would be for Ramsey Mm -hmm. right now? I'd like to see him in Dallas, but that's just me. Every free that, agent can't go to Dallas, Austin. I know. I just want Bobby Wagner well, and and that guy. You said his name. I, I just want two. Well, of the top we guys basically in the say we basically say that everyone should go to Miami. Like we're the no, yeah, the exactly. Thing. No, I'm but really no, like about I, it though. Like Jalen Ramsey would be awesome, but I know we don't have the funds to allocate to Jalen Ramsey. If we Bobby didn't have Wag- Byron Jones. Wagner, we didn't realistic. have Byron Jones, though. We, then we would have the They're friends. not going to have Byron. Byron's going to be gone. They're going to say nobody wants Byron. Dude. And, yeah. Cowboys didn't want him. Dolphins don't want him. Nobody wants <laughs> well, him. Well, he didn't want to play last year. He didn't play for the Patriots now. Well, now, now he that's says where he, he could end run up. run or jump or hardly walk or anything. And that's news to us because all we kept old. hearing last year was how he's, you know, he's chugging along. Like there Just was like virtually chugging. no updates. Yeah, at all. That was the most frustrating part was that we were told that there was going to be this 30-day window whenever he hits this point. And then we're just like, well, when's he going to hit that point? Uh, you know, whenever he hits it, though, then there's 30. It's like, what the fuck? What, no, nobody knows when that's going to be. So uh, now they there are some potential cap hits um, where the Rams could be saving some money. Uh, Brian Allen, their center, uh, 4.6 million saved. Tight end Tyler Higby, 3.4 million. And Cam Akers, running back, 1.5 million. Uh, they basically like stopped communicating with Cam Akers at one point, or he stopped communicating with them last year. So it seems like that's one that's going to happen. Oh, Cam's gone. Yeah. They were a lot uh, like the Ravens dealing with running back issues. Very much. Now, Cam came back from an Achilles injury, and we know that that means that they're not going to be good for at least an entire season. Like, nobody's come back. Maybe J.K. Dobbins might have had one last year, too, and he his actually... His Oh, his was a knee. True. So, um, yeah, Tyler Hickey, I think, is another one that they let go. And then, honestly, like Brian Allen, even, like, they could actually save some money and fill up some of these needs that they have. See? Higby's one another one though that I think they try to restructure him just because he's such a like a favorite target of Stafford. He needs a tight end, but there's so many tight ends in this year's draft. Now, 
they're not in the same situation where they don't pick at all. They have uh, a 36th overall pick in the second round, 70th overall in the third. They've got four potential picks in the sixth round with the compensa- uh, compensatory picks, 182, 189. That's what I said, 191 <laughs> and 211. And uh, in the seventh round, they've got 237 and 252. Now, they're in a lot of the same situation we were just talking about the Rams being in. They need tackle, guard, edge, corner, and linebacker. Is Aaron Donald retired? No. No? At this okay, point, everyone's a piece for them. His yeah. cap, their cap would be way different if Aaron Donald wasn't on it. True, true. You All right, so th- their cap's going to open up once they get rid of Ramsey a little bit, right? Yeah, that'll help a lot. They're not looking into, I mean, draft-wise, like I said, I... The more I look at Bijan. this draft, the more just I see like it's Bijan is not going that late. Just stop it. Thirty sixth overall. I mean, he's he, he trade up. He's not going that late. That's it. He's, no, Bijan's going first I was, round. I was, that's pretty early if for a running a back. Not there lie. for Bijan to be drafted in the first round or not. Hammer it. Plus one hundred. Um, but I mean, Fucking. okay, they need linebacker. You got Drew Sanders out here. That'd be a great replacement for Bobby Wagner. You need offensive tackle. You've got Dewan Jones out of Ohio State out here. Drew Sanders went to Arkansas. If you would listen to my weekly ratings, you would know this. <laughs> uh, Dewan Jones, offensive tackle out of Ohio State. Dope. Zay Flowers, wide receiver out of Boston College. Dope. Luke Musgrave, the six foot six tight end out of Oregon State. He would whoa, be whoa, dope. Why would they draft a fucking wide receiver when you have Cooper Cup? That's, that's all they all have. You have. Yeah, that's all you they have, have. So many needs. They that need look to be like filled. Cooper Cup. You need to give Matt Stafford the time to. They're getting rid of Bobby Cooper Trees, Cup. aren't they? Not pushing 31, 32 They could years no. Old. They'll they'll get Bobby Trees, and then they'll just get a. a tackle oh yeah, in I the heard Bobby round. Trees might be coming back to the Rams. He's available. Any Rams people out there listening? You know, you heard it here first. It says Bobby Trees. I, I, literally, he might be coming back. A lot of a lot of players do like to come back home to where they started. You know. I do think Bobby ends up back in L.A. Wait, is that where he started? That's where he no, he started to? in Buffalo, and then he went to L.A. in free agency, God, and then now he, then he went to the Titans last year, and then I think he'll go back to L.A. He's a whore. You know, he just goes where he can, goes and gets the money. Yeah, and that's what you got to do, man. You got to be a little bit for yourself. I I think that it's fucked up that all these players are all these people are always against the players for trying to get the bag whenever the team is always fucking over everybody. Like, finally, this player was so valuable that they were able to say, nah, I'm worth this. And then everyone wants to give him shit. Oh, well, you should have gone. No, dude, get your money. I, I don't know, man. Fuck the money. I want to see these players just play some football because this rig shit's getting to my head, man. I just want to see these players actually play. Fuck them going after all that money. Let's see some real football go action. You know, well, that's one way to make them to where you can't pay players to, you know, win games or not win games because what's a 1.5 million whenever I get a 10 million dollar game check? Not even that, but these players aren't going to go out there and put bad tape out there. Yeah, because that's going to fuck up your money in the future. Because, oh, well, I was a team player, so I let that guy blow by me. And it's like, 
did you or did he just blow by you i really can't tell because like I, that's my whole thing with I just the whole what I rigged nfl is that every, the fucking houston texans won the last game of the season because their head coach knew that he couldn't make his players not play as hard as they needed to because most of them aren't even going to be there next year and the only way that they play somewhere else is if there's fucking tape oh. that makes them look like they're sick the only thing I'll ever say about like the rigged or any for any sport is never the players. It's it would always be the referees. Yeah, yeah, and because they're the ones that can they, literally change the entire outcome of a game with one call. In for NFL example, compared night. to NBA, they have so much less of a control over the game, though. They can. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Make I don't calls. know about that though. We literally just saw it with the Bengals Bro, and Chiefs. No, I, I've watched that documentary we with Tim Donaghy. It. Like, Bro, the, how the easy it was for him. He said he was like, "All you got to do is if you know you got a team and they're playing another team, and that team's got a star player, and you know if that star player goes out, there's not much that team can do. You call him for two early fouls. He sits the bench for the first half. That team's down by 20. There's not much they can do at that point. Like, And then if he comes up, back like, in and he, he kills it, so you give him two easy, more fouls. Fuck so it. easy to rig basketball games. It's much easier than NFL games. Yeah, They did that last night in the garden. They, they ejected Tatum. There was a boost Tatum wasn't on doing FanDuel. shit anyways. Dude was like hey, you, 5 so you were watching, shooting. But he had 14 points. All he needed to get was six points. There was eight minutes left. There was eight minutes left. Six points for Tatum? Nothing. And you know what? They fucking ejected him. Pockets empty, bro. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Bro, the Philadelphia Sixers are on a fucking tear against the Heat. What do they do? They rip fucking quickly they out of the game. Don't, they, do rip, do don't, they don't they don't every game. Sometimes it's just happens. Like it's it's nah, okay. Bro. That's that's what no, I'm saying is that a foul sport I'm trusting is the NHL. Yeah, yeah, the exactly. Fouls in in basketball are more subjective. They're easier to go either way. They could have called the foul or not called the foul. That's why everyone thinks LeBron's a big baby. But in reality, he realizes that he's being slapped all over the fucking place. It's just like, it was subjective. How much did he really affect him as he's going for the drive? Like, he's trying to be Michael Jordan and then trying to get a foul on every play whenever in Michael's day you didn't get it. That's, that's where that whole argument comes from, in my opinion. You know, I enjoy this. We might throw some basketball talk into the end of our podcast here during the off season, just to give us, you know, a little more content. A little I more mean, content it's not like we're not watching. That stick around to the end here, because y'all are the real stars. Oh, geez. You know what? If you're sticking around to the end and you hit me up on my Twitter at Hulk underscore PFP, and you let me know exactly what I'm saying right here. How now, brown cow? If you message me, how, how now? now, brown cow? I will send you $50. You too. Hey, and oh, don't go make damn. a fucking fake Twitter and try to send me <laughs> that shit either, because I'm going to know. Well, we appreciate you guys tuning in. You can follow the Twitter at profootball underscore pod. Like Justin just said, you can follow him at Hulk underscore PFP. You can follow me at Austin underscore PFP. And then coaches at coach underscore PFP. Peace out. We love y'all.